Okay, so pill testing or, or drug checking, as they call it in Europe, is uh, an opportunity for members of the public to bring in, uh, you know, what they're planning on taking at a festival, for example. Um, so whether it be a pill or a powder, um, and there are two, two or three main ways in which the testing takes place. There's either a reagent test, which is a more, a more casual way of doing it. Uh, these tests are also available to, at consumer level, and people have been using them for probably at least 20 years. Um, but for more accurate um, reading, they will use what we call infrared spectroscopy, and uh, that was done in Canberra for grooving the mood, and uh, that process allows them to get very accurate results about what is in the pills and some indication of purity. So pill testing has actually been implemented in other countries. Uh, what kind of success has that had overseas? Pill testing changes behaviour. That much has been proven in research. So in Austria, 50% of those who had their drugs tested said uh, the results affected their consumption choice. Um, two-thirds said that if uh, they had an adulterated pill, um, they said they wouldn't consume and they would also, also warn their friends. So from a frontline perspective, it can, it can impact people's safety immediately. And it also, I mean, it has a lot of other uh, flow-on effects as well. So, you know, for example, it's been shown to influence the black market. So if people test their pills, dangerous or adulterated pills, uh, leave the market not long after being identified because they can't sell them. So the, the ingredients of the pills become matched to consumer expectations over time. Um, it also gives health professionals access to non-problematic yet high-risk drug users to give them education and, and help prevent harm. Um, these, these people generally won't be speaking to health professionals about their drug consumption any other way. Definitely. So obviously most of this talk has come after multiple deaths this festival season in New South Wales specifically, but the state premier, Barry Zhiklian, and her party are still holding quite a firm grip on their anti-pill testing stance. What, why are we seeing such a backlash from the state governments, like particularly in New South Wales? Well, that's a good question. Um, I don't think anyone knows. Um, it's, it's never been a, a popular subject with politicians, drug policy, uh, especially harm minimisation. They still prefer the zero tolerance approach, which has dismally failed for, de for decades now. Um, our argument is that we, rather than sending out the message, just don't do drugs, which obviously hasn't worked, we want to educate young people and, and prevent harm. And if we can just prevent, you know, even one person, from, from dying, from taking an adulterated pill, um, or, or advise one person not to double drop a pill, um, you know, then we, we can't imagine why any politician wouldn't want to try that, especially given that there's actual evidence um, from trials, um, you know, which can, you know, obviously they've done it in Germany, Netherlands, Spain, France, Switzerland, Belgium, and Austria. Uh, so from our point of view, we, we can't understand why uh, the New South Wales Premier is taking this line. Uh, we, you know, it, 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 you know, there seems to be overarching public support. There's definitely massive support amongst the youth. Um, and there's also support from people such as uh, Professor Alison Ritter uh, from the National Drug and Alcohol Research Centre, Associate Professor David Caldicott in Canberra, the Royal Austral Australasian College of Physicians, the Australian Medical Association, Royal College of General Practitioners, um, and Dr Karen Phelps, uh, who's a doctor and, and, and an MP, and also uh, the head of the Greens, Richard Di Natale, who's also a doctor. So the, 
the evidence is out there. The health professionals are pushing for pill testing. Um, so I can't quite understand why we have um, you know, a government that's just not prepared to at least do a trial. Yeah, for sure. And obviously in the 1990s, we saw an incredible kind of reactionary war on drugs type policy. Uh, do you think the major parties are unwilling to act on this issue kind of in a continuation of that thinking and that policy? Like what kind of issues are we seeing from that kind of policy? I mean, surely they've realised by now that the so-called war on drugs is not really the best approach. Well, I think when, when you see that even that there's big changes, even in America, the, the creator of the war on drugs, it's, it's mind boggling that in Australia, we're still pushing this line. I think the major issue is political capital. Um, it's only in recent times that there's votes in, in this sort of policy. And I think some politicians are still not convinced um, that there's widespread public support or they're just not prepared to take the risk, to uh, be honest. Uh, much like the M uh, Greens MP in the Sydney Morning Herald today who's admitted using MDMA through her 20s, 30s and 40s and, and simply to get some honesty in, in the discussion. And that's what we need. We need politicians to be open-minded and honest. Um, we're talking about the lives of, of, of not just young people, of, of people from all walks of life, so it is mind-boggling that we're still carrying this zero-tolerance approach when it's uh, been proven not to work. Yeah, I think that honesty is pretty important. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who do take drugs and they don't die for the, from them. So I think a lot of people are confused as to why people are saying, you know, no drugs, people die from drugs, blah, blah, blah. But obviously the education route is, you know, more... I don't know, like, smart, if you ask me. <laughs> well, it is. It is. I mean, when, when you have professors, <laughs> you know, professors, experts in their field uh, pushing this line, it's, it is, as I said, mind-boggling that, that politicians aren't listening. Um, there, there has been... Oh, hold on. I lost my train of thought there. Hold on. What did you just say a couple of seconds ago? Um, I was did saying that, obviously, time? people have taken drugs and not died. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, look, the youth, um, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's patronising to, to the youth for the, to expect them to, to believe that when obviously thousands of people around the world are taking drugs every day. Um, also, the youth don't respond very well to a fear of death and, and to fear campaigns. Um, if anything, that youth are open to taking risks. It's the time of the life where you're most likely to take risks and therefore why not give uh, people the information so that if they are going to take risks, uh, they can be managed to some extent. But it, it, it's got to be said that pill testing on its own is not a panacea. Um, there's, it's still a high-risk activity. Um, in fact, uh, Professor David Nutt, from the, from, who was the UK drug czar at one point, um, pointed out that taking MDMA is akin, a risk level akin to riding a horse. So not, not as bad as it's made to be, uh, as it's uh, said to be, but still there is a risk in Yeah, definitely, and that's uh, worth saying for sure. So what is Drug Policy Australia doing? You know, how can people in the community help out? Well, Drug Policy Australia is a, a registered charity. We're a public health promotion charity. So what we're trying to do is to, to alter policy, educate, promote harm, harm minimisation. And we cover illicit and illicit drugs as well. So that includes alcohol and tobacco, pharmaceuticals, which are obviously a very big problem in society. And at this stage, we're just trying to, to 
um, at, you know, add, add a strong voice to the chorus of voices out there, for, you know, pushing harm minimisation and ending, ending the criminalisation of, of especially young people, but everyone, um, you know, through, through draconian uh, drug war style policies, which have proven to be completely um, inefficient. So we will do, um, for example, the uh, Drug Policy Australia is going to be at the Rainbow Serpent Festival next week in Victoria. They're going to be setting up a stand and selling single-use reagent tests. Again, not the most accurate form of testing, but it's better to have some information, some harm minimisation aspects. So they'll be there um, talking to people and offering these, uh, these kits. And we're just hoping to raise funds to, to continue to put pressure on, on politicians to, to reconsider the zero-tolerance approach and uh, this, this forced abstinence idea, which, which has never worked uh, you know, in, in the hundreds of years it's been tried. Well, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work with anything, really, does it? It's interesting, no, it's actually, that you, um, that you mentioned pharmaceutical drugs because, um, from my understanding, things like oxycodone and um, other pharmaceutical drugs are quite similar to heroin, um, and people use them in a similar way, but then heroin is more dangerous and more criminalised. And I just, I'm not well, sure if there's a question in there, but it's just a kind of interesting thought. No, I get what you mean. As with the past, uh, you know, there was a time in history in Australia where it was very difficult to get pure MDMA. Uh, the pills that were going around Australia were highly adulterated, and it was because of action taken um, to, to limit precursors availability and so what happened was all these new drugs started coming out that were far more toxic far like unknown far more dangerous and you know the same thing to some extent has happened with opioids in that obviously heroin can be a dangerous drug um it's not it's not supposed to be used recreationally but now you have fentanyl and, and even carfentanil which are insanely more powerful and and far more dangerous and again if we don't have the right policies to mitigate uh, the appearance of drugs like these, there's going to be more and more deaths, and we're seeing this worldwide, especially with opioids. Yeah, definitely. I actually recently spent some time in Canada, and they have like a huge fentanyl issue to the point that they give away, um, you know, fentanyl overdose packets, um, and everybody has one in their house. It's just mind-boggling, really. Well, there, there has been there has been cases of uh, fentanyl. Um, fentanyl-laced uh, powders being sold around the world. And that's another example of where, you know, not necessarily just at festivals, but if people can actually get their drugs properly tested, um, it can save lives. Um, there have been many overdoses from people expecting to be using their regular dose of heroin and uh, overdosing from taking much stronger synthetic versions of the drug, which have been substituted purely for, for, for cost-saving or, or, or availability. So it points once again to regulation, um, but that's a whole other issue.